0: What's going on everyone? Welcome to Beach Sports Podcast, a podcast produced and created by the Daily 49ers staff. My name is Christian Vasquez and I'll be your host for today's episode. We're back in in in-person instruction, guys. That's right. Monday, February 7th. We're back on campus and I hope to see everyone there masked up, of course. But I hope everybody had a great break and an even better start to the spring semester. Shout out to all my seniors graduating this May. You guys got this, guys. I know it's a home stretch, but we can do it. Alright, let's get right into the episode. We'll be recapping this week's most exciting games, discussing the new NCAA COVID rules on eligibility and the impact it's caused on student-athletes and rosters. And of course, the big game we're all waiting for this Sunday, Super Bowl 56 returning to LA for the first time in nearly 30 years. I am joined today by the Daily 49 ers Sports editor assistant, Matthew Brown. How are you, Matthew?
1: I'm doing good, Christian. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here for our first episode of uh, this semester.
0: All right, well, let's get right, get right into it. The Walter Pyramid increases capacity to 50%. And that's right, more fans will be allowed it inside the pyramid. As reported by the Daily 49 ers Sports editor Thomas Murray, Long Beach State Athletic Director Andy Feet announced on January 25th that the capacity would rise. Feet said, quote, If we say 50%, that's about 2,500 people, maybe a little less. With 4,000 plus seats, we can have social distancing in the pyramid. We feel that we're providing a safe environment for fans and student athletes. In volleyball news, the number three Beachmen's volleyball team hosted the seventh-ranked USC Trojans at the Walter Pyramid on Friday, February 4th, this following a win against number nine Ohio State and a close game loss against fourth-ranked Penn State. Matt, go ahead and tell us a little bit about that game against Penn State.
1: Yeah, so uh, the, the volleyball team this season, their strategy has been, not strategy I would say, but... Every game, they start off kind of slow. You know, their first set, they kind of come out kind of sluggish. Their offense and defense, it's not really working. Um, Against Penn State, it was kind of the same story. Their first set went to overtime, uh, and Penn State took the first set, which kind of set the mood for the rest of the game. It it was a close game. It went uh, the distance, full five sets. uh, But unfortunately, uh, we weren't able to come out on top. But other than that, we've been a pretty uh, good team, you know. We've taken on you. We just took on USC. We beat USC. Uh, we took on Ohio State. Beat Ohio State. So we're kind of really proving why uh, Long Beach State is number three, ranked number three.
0: That's right. And USC got off to a hot start in that game. They dominated the first set, twenty-five to fifteen. But the beach did rally behind, as you said, and they never looked back. They took on the next three sets and beat the Trojans three to one. Freshman outside hitter Alex Nikolov had another impressive game, leading the team with twenty-four kills and this marking his third consecutive match with 20 plus kills. What do you think Matt? Do you think we'll see more from Alex on the on the court?
1: Yeah, so Nikolov has been their biggest um offensive asset this season. You know, he's won three uh Big West Conference freshman freshman of the week awards and it's only their fourth week of competition. So, he's definitely stuck and he's only a freshman from uh Bulgaria. So, he's definitely started off started off his collegiate career pretty hot. And also, you know, saw uh their setter Aiden Knipe, Um he's been pretty good. He's been solid uh as their setter. um he he dished out 41 assists against uh usc the other night um and defensively you know mason briggs he does what he does um in the back line you know he got uh i believe his i believe his 17th career double digit did good performance of his career the other night um so yeah they've been pretty solid all, all season
0: Yes, they have, and now they stand at six and one in the season. And next, they'll take off the number four UCLA Bruins at home on Friday, February eleven. Let's go on. Yeah, that should be.
1: Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that should be an exciting game. They go. They play home against UCLA, and then the following week, they travel to UCLA to take them on again. And then after that, they take on number thirteen Stanford. So they got a pretty stacked schedule up ahead.
0: But like you said, I mean, this is this is where we get a chance to prove, you know, why we're so nationally ranked high. Yes, exactly. All right, moving on to women's tennis. They just faced off against the UC Davis Aggies on Saturday, February 5th, and they took the win 4-3, to and it's their first win in Big West Conference play. And I believe in that game they dominated in doubles, winning their mm-hmm. like, two matches out of one on that one.
1: Yeah, so this would be their first win, I believe, in like, two years almost you know they haven't played they played their first competition two years the other or last week i believe
0: yeah so many of their matches looked like they got canceled out and i mean it's just it's just good to see them back on the court
1: yeah it really is yeah so it looks like they took doubles two to one and they went three and three in singles and uh they're able to take the w
0: all right, going on to basketball news. The Beachmen's basketball team hosted the Cal State Bakersfield Roadrunners on Thursday, February 3rd, also at the Pyramid. And that was a tight match as both teams traded fouls, turnovers, and points. And here's a little fact. No team led by more than five points through 35 minutes. But they did come out on top. They notched that win 74-65. to Any comment on that game, Matt?
1: Yeah, so it was a pretty good game. Again, they extended their winning streak to seven straight games it's their longest streak in nine years so they're really on a hot streak right now um and with their win it moved them into a three-way tie with Hawaii and Cal State Fullerton so you know they started off the season kind of slow you know there is you know talk about you know Dan Munson's job you know kind of in jeopardy they start off slow but they've really turned it around this season
0: and now they got they got that hot stretch of of games you know they've, they've won a a, a few of their last, uh, lately. And I mean, it's just carrying that, uh, yeah. onto their next one, which is in fact, uh, being played right now during the time of this recording, they're facing off against Cal Poly Pomona, the Mustangs, uh, at the Walter pyramid. And right now to give you an update, it's the second half, just uh, a little over 10 minutes and they're, uh, tied 47 apiece.
1: No, I'll just say, yeah. Um, I'll just say just some of the people that have been standing out, um, their rookie Abubakar Traore, um, he's been great defensively for them. He leads the team with um, eight point two rebounds a game. And in the game against Bakersfield, he got twenty three uh rebounds, which is the most in a game for the beach since nineteen sixty one. So I thought that was pretty impressive. He's been he's been great for the beach defensively.
0: He certainly standed out. Yeah, he's 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 garnered up some great stats over the last couple of games. And we can see why. And their next game will be uh, against uh, Cal State Fullerton on Tuesday, February 8th, 7 p.m. And going on to the women's team, they also faced off uh, against CSU Bakersfield. Uh, This time they traveled to Bakersfield to face off the Roadrunners on Thursday, February 3rd. The first half of that match was tooth and nail, Matt, as both teams straightened Mm -hmm. leads before the Roadrunners went into the half, leading by just two points. Now, the beach did respond with an explosive third quarter, outscoring the runners 29-12, and they went 10-16 for 16 from the field, grabbing the dub by double-digit points,
1: 74-63. Yeah, it's good to see them bounce back because uh, Bakersfield actually gave the beach their first home loss of the season last week. So, the game started, both games started off kind of similarly, like uh, kind of close in the first half, um, but with um, Bakersfield kind of leading but it's good to see the the beach respond in the second half. Um, Maddie Udy um, had a great another another great offensive performance, um, another another twenty point performance. Um, Justina King, she she's been, she led the uh, the team in scoring last season. Um, she's second right now behind Udy, but yeah, she she picked it up in the second half of the game. That's kind of usually her play style this season. She kind of like scores most of her points in the second half, I would say. So, but it's good to see him bounce back.
0: And they did travel to Pomona, also playing Cal Poly Pomona, to take on the Mustangs uh, today, February 5th. It was another neck-and-neck game. The the Beach did pull through late in the game, going on a 14-2 run in the fourth to face overtime. It was 56-56 by the end of the first overtime period, and it took a second-chance layup by Kiana Hamilton-Fisher to seal the 65-64 win for the Beach. What an impressive come-from-behind victory for the Beach.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting to see the game be that close because Cal Poly slow is not the best team; they're second to last in the Big West Conference. So they came in with a one and five conference record and a two and thirteen overall record. So it's kind of interesting to see um, the game really be that close in the beach. Almost, you know, they had to go to double overtime to take them down. Um, and they're tied. They the beach was in first place for a while, but I think they've dropped now to second place behind UC Irvine. So we'll have to see with this win um, and with UC Irvine's game to see what the rankings are after.
0: Definitely. They will also go and face off the Cal State Fullerton Titans also on Tuesday, February 8th. Now let's move on on to uh, what is a very big trend in collegiate sports, and we've seen this spark lately in major sports like football and basketball. Of course, the beach does not have a football team, but we do see the impact on the basketball side of things. And i'm talking about of course the transfer portal now the new ncaa does allow um the, the new rule does allow athletes to transfer so long as they have not transferred once before and this combined with the new COVID uh redshirt rule which gives players an extra year of eligibility because of the pandemic and has it has caused rosters to overcrowd and in, in an interview with the daily 49er andy fear our athletic director He said, quote, the transfer portal is very popular and it's really changed recruiting. I think it kind of hurts high school athletes. It probably impacts the high school athlete more than the collegiate athlete because of the high school, because the high school athlete doesn't really have options. What do you think there, man?
1: Yeah, so it's definitely a interesting situation because, you know, these coaches, they have to decide between athletes who, you know, have experience at other colleges or these high school athletes, you know, who are still. I guess develop, you know, developing, they're not fully there. So it's definitely kind of an issue like with overcrowding, like it's also, what do you do with it? It's kind of tough because these seniors, you know, they lost years because of COVID. So they deserve their time to play, but we also have these new, you know, these new players coming up. So I don't know. It's definitely, and it's definitely the transfer portal is definitely interesting. I know uh, with USC, you know, trying to, re, you know, get their football program back to where it was, um, the oklahoma quarterback right uh caleb williams i know so it's it's definitely i don't know it's definitely an interesting topic
0: no for sure it is and and like you said yeah you know coaches now they, they kind of have to make this tough decision to say you know do we take the 18 year old freshman you know do we do mm-hmm. we want that him on on the team or do we start a you know a junior transfer
1: or you know another I, yeah player? i believe even on our team like I forgot who, someone on our basketball team, I believe it's his sixth year in college, like you playing college basketball. So it's definitely, I don't know. I've never seen it like, you know, it's definitely, we've never had this before. So it's tough waters to navigate.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you can only fit so many players on a roster,
1: you know, so Mm -hmm. it does
0: definitely take away the spots for the incoming freshmen. And I mean, it's such a complicated situation and you're right. Yeah. Like we we're seeing USC right now uh, in a major sport like football with the hiring of Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma so many recruits flipping their commits from Oklahoma yeah. to USC uh one such guy uh quarterback Malachi Nelson who actually plays at Los Alamitos not too far away from our campus uh we've seen him also you know flip his uh his commit his commitment and um it's just impressive i mean it's just crazy seeing this sort of uh free agency going on in collegiate sports
1: yeah it's definitely and i know with the new um NIL rules you know uh, athletes want to, you know, could pursue colleges where they might get a good uh, sponsorship deal, you know. That's also one thing I know maybe athletes might want to look at, you know, where they can get the best, you know, sponsorship deals, you know, market themselves because that's, you know, it's all about these days marketing yourselves.
0: Yeah, of course. And I mean, definitely I think we're we're going away from this whole uh, traditional form of college athletics. You know, it's definitely not going to be the same from you know, from where Yeah our parents and our grandparents used to play, you know what I mean? Or what they're used to. It's, it's definitely a completely new environment.
1: Yeah. We're definitely in like an evolution stage of collegiate sports.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I, I I'm just can't wait to see what's going to happen next, because I mean, this is just going to get crazier and crazier. Mm-hmm. All right. And moving on to the big game, that is the Super Bowl. That's right. It's right around the corner. I mean, coming very, very soon. The big game will be played in LA for the first time in nearly 30 years. And we have the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the LA Rams in Super Bowl fifty six at SoFi Stadium. The Rams will become only the second team in Super Bowl history, Matt, to make it to the to the Super Bowl in the same season that their team city hosts it. You know which team was the the first one Ooh. wasn't it just
1: recently? Is it was, was it not? <sighs> it was I know it was just game. recently. It was it was it was I'll give Fal- you clue. Was it not the Falcons? I'll give you a clue. I'll give you a clue. Uh go. it was the Oh, it was the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Was I, was, the Buccaneers. Was a, I was like, yeah. it just happened. Yeah. yeah. It just happened. I was like, I know it just happened too.
0: You know what reminded <laughs> me? What reminded me was the weekend uh, during the, the halftime performance. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. He looks it, like lost. Zone, like yeah. he's like, doesn't know where he's at. Yeah, that, that <laughs> I remember is, that one.
0: Yeah, that was too funny. But yeah, they will become the second team to uh, to in Super Bowl history to make it to the Super Bowl in the same season that their team city hosted. And of course, we're looking for some offensive fireworks. On the Rams side, we have veterans Matthew Stafford. And Odell Beckham Jr., they're seeking their first ever Bowl Super Bowl first ever Super Bowl win. While Bengals, on the Bengals side, we have quarterback Joe Burrow. I mean, we've seen him, you know, on a hot streak. Uh,
1: yeah, so it he definitely like, surprised everybody. Oh, yeah,
0: 100%. And, you know, little fact right here, Burrow's looking to become only the first player ever to win the Heisman Trophy, the College Football National Championship with LSU, and hopefully, mm-hmm. maybe we'll see the Super Bowl
1: and yeah know, definitely he's definitely a come from behind a underdog story in this game but he Joe Burrow definitely has you know a resident behind him so don't be surprised if he, you know they take
0: this i mean what a story he is you know a transfer from ohio, from ohio state going on to lsu building up with coach orgeron you know this this amazing offense and i mean they literally plumbled through everyone in that college season that you know that was his senior year and winning the heisman and now getting a chance to to host that uh to pull up that Lombardi Trophy up in the air mm-hmm. against the Rams in their home stadium, I mean, I'm pretty sure my on his side right now. Yeah, that's a
1: that's definitely a Hollywood script right there. Oh yeah, hundred
0: mm-hmm. percent. And you know, tickets are going for thousands of dollars. So you know, if any of you have one there, I, I say you guys hold on to that ticket because it's impossible to get one right now. And here's another cool fact: the beloved Pepsi halftime show will also feature some great talent. We've got Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Bleak, Dr. Dre and then Long Beach's own Snoop Dogg, Matt, will share the stage in this <laughs> hip hop extravaganza. What do you think of that lineup right there?
1: <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty insane. Because last year was only the weekend, so yeah. to have like a stack, you know, very stacked lineup right here with everybody, especially Snoop Dogg. That'll be definitely fun to see. See what they're up to.
0: A little bit of Long Beach community right there up on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> and what's crazy is that you know yeah like Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. I mean, this is their backyard, literally. You know, these guys grew yeah. up in that area, in Inglewood, in in the Compton area. I mean, this is their their stage right there. I mean, why wouldn't they be on that stage? Yeah,
1: it's definitely a California vibe right there. Definitely Southern California vibe right there. Oh,
0: 100%. <laughs> and Super Bowl 56, it'll kick off at 3.30 p.m. Pacific time on Sunday, February 13th on NBC. Well, that's all today for beach sports. Tune in next time as we will talk with Dirtbags head coach Eric Valenzuela. Matt, baseball season's right around the corner, and we got to see where this is going to take the Dirtbags. Yes,
1: I'm definitely excited. It's definitely it's their first, I would say, full season. You know, knock on wood. They these last two seasons have been COVID impacted. You know, they had many games canceled, so it's definitely good to see um, have them their first full season. See what they do.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. So he's going to come on aboard board next episode, and he'll talk a little bit of baseball for us. Also, a new face on the sideline for the women's volleyball team. And he's got the staff. He's got his, his coaching staff. He's bringing them on board. So great to see some new faces on the sidelines for the women's volleyball team, and we'll see what they bring. So don't forget to check out Beach News Weekly for Campus News on daily49er.com as well as other podcast content brought to you by the Daily 49er on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Daily49er. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for accompanying me on this very first episode. It was a pleasure to have you.
1: Yes, it was a pleasure being on here. Thank you so much, Christian. And I hope I'm back on for a lot more episodes.
0: Or 100%, Matty. We'll definitely bring you back. Thank you so much to all of our audience for tuning in with us today. For The Daily49er and Matthew Brown, I've been your host, Christian Vasquez. I hope everyone has a great week and a great spring semester.